Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is 7 News with Anne Sanders. Good morning. Crisis talks have been held in Victoria overnight as the state braces for another spike in infections today. Health officials are resisting calls to lockdown suburbs for now, but have admitted a return to near total isolation remains an option. For more, we're joined by Charnel Vella live in Melbourne. Charnel, a return to lockdown is the last thing Victorians want, but the government is running out of options. Well, exactly right. We are bracing again for another day of high numbers. We're thinking they could be in the high 50s, possibly the high 60s. But there are major questions right now about what will happen with schools. Of course, we're in school holidays at the moment, but it's the return of schools that is really under the microscope. Just yesterday, there were six schools here closed for deep cleaning. Of course, there are the ADF personnel on the ground, and we're also waiting for 800 Commonwealth workers to hit the ground. They'll have with those suburban testing blitzes that we're seeing and of course there are other major testing centres opening as we struggle with this crisis. Uh, let's take a listen to this grab that we have from the Deputy Chief Health Officer. We do expect uh, outbreaks will continue to occur uh, in different places across Australia. Uh, we are not immune from this pandemic uh, as is the rest of the world. The government here is in crisis talks. We are, however, hoping to hear from the Premier later today. Chanel Vella reporting. Thank you very much, Chanel. Concerns are growing in New South Wales over the coronavirus spike in Victoria. Premier Gladys Berejiklian has warned residents against letting anyone from Melbourne into their homes. She says until community transmission is more under control, interaction should be limited. Five new cases have been reported in New South Wales today. All are returned travellers in hotel quarantine. South Australia has scrapped its planned July 20 border opening date with Victoria. The decision was made in light of the renewed outbreak. There is now no planned opening date, meaning everything the AFL season included is now in chaos. We'll know within an hour whether Queensland will reopen its borders, letting tourists in for the first time since the pandemic hit. Joel Dry joins us live. Joel, good morning to you. Business owners have been pleading with the state government there to make a decision. 
they have, and particularly those businesses involved in the tourism industry. They are crying out for certainty. They may get it today. For several weeks now, the Premier has been saying she will make a decision on borders at the end of the month. And as per our roadmap to recovery, July 10 is set down as the date to reopen borders. We had been on track for that, but of course, as we know, the situation in Victoria has deteriorated rapidly, and so a rethink has now been forced. She has options. One of three things is probably likely uh, when she makes that decision after lunchtime today. She could say that borders will open on a particular date. That now seems unlikely. She could say that they will remain closed indefinitely. Or a third option is she may say that borders to all other states other than Victoria will open, but Victorians for the moment must remain out of Queensland. That had been said to be unlikely, but now with so many cases in Victoria, she is rethinking that. So it is likely that some people in Australia can get access to the Sunshine State, but not Victorians. All will be revealed when the Premier makes that announcement sometime, we are told, after lunch. Joel Dry reporting. Thank you, Joel. A small army of cyber experts will be enlisted to keep Australia safe from overseas threats. The government has announced a $1.3 billion cyber security plan to protect Australians from overseas attackers. Live to Olivia Lindy in Canberra. Good morning, Olivia. Will this be enough to combat increasing cyber threats? Well, and there is more to come. The Prime Minister will later this week unveil plans to invest $15 billion in cybersecurity over the next decade, though today announcing they're hiring an extra 500 cyber experts to help disrupt attacks, boosting resources for the Australian Signals Directorate and the Australian Cyber Security Centre so businesses and government departments can share intelligence on threats almost in real time. It follows a dramatic escalation in cyber attacks in Australia namely from China, targeting all levels of government, industry and critical infrastructure like hospitals and energy networks. Defence Minister Linda Reynolds says the funding boost is needed now more than ever. Cyber activity against Australia and Australians is increasing in both scale, complexity uh, and impact on Australians. So this will go to providing greater technical uh, information and advice. Now, Beijing denies that it is behind cyber attacks in Australia, though tensions between the two countries are only increasing, with China's foreign ministry endorsing allegations of Australians spying against Beijing in Chinese state media over, overnight, describing the claims as just the tip of the iceberg. And Olivia Liming reporting. Thank you, Olivia. A man has bled to death after being shot in the leg in Sydney. Police say a gunman stormed his home in Wentworthville before opening fire and leaving him to die. Natasha Squarey sent this report from the scene a short time ago. Well, and residents have described hearing two men arguing quite aggressively here last night before a single gunshot rang out around 8 o'clock. Police say the 44-year-old man was in the garage with a visitor when there was a knock on the front door. When he answered, the gunman forced his way inside and after the heated exchange, the resident was shot in the left thigh. His 41-year-old friend ran into the home and tried to tackle the gunman, but the suspect got away. The victim friend tried to carry out first aid but the resident didn't make it. The man was consoled by officers and the manhunt got underway. I heard like what sounded like a, a gunshot, like it sounded like really loud that went off. Some neighbours saw the killer run from the home armed with what looked like a shotgun. 
my mum saw that he had what looked like a, a shotgun in one hand and like a, a big garbage bag in the other hand. And The home and part of the street remain a crime scene this morning as police hunt for clues and speak to those upset witnesses who heard and saw this killing play out. Police say they're looking for at least two suspects, the gunman and the driver behind the wheel of the white or grey getaway car. And there's been a horror crash involving a cyclist and truck on a major road into Brisbane this morning. Traffic was backed up in both directions after the incident, causing lengthy delays for morning commuters. Rosanna Kingston reports from the scene at Hurston. And police are yet to speak to the truck driver who is in his 60s and being treated by paramedics said to be very distressed after this morning's crash. It was just after 7.30, the truck and trailer was driving towards the Royal Brisbane and Women's Hospital in Brisbane's north when it collided with a bike running over a 50-year-old woman who died at the scene. The investigation's just commenced. However, it does appear that, uh, the, unfortunately, the female rider of the bicycle is now deceased. Police don't yet know how the collision occurred and are reviewing nearby cameras. They've established a crime scene which will remain here for many hours to come and is blocking a large part of the intersection, causing traffic chaos on an extremely busy road during peak hour. It's peak hour traffic and it has caused some traffic difficulties. But we're managing that the best as we can. Police will also be speaking to witnesses about the events leading up to the crash. They are also being offered support. Local lockdowns in the UK are being extended to contain a surge in coronavirus cases. It comes as Boris Johnson emerges from COVID hibernation, admitting the pandemic has been an absolute disaster. Hugh Whitfeld has more from London. Boris Johnson has shied away from any lengthy live interviews since his release from hospital in April. Now the coronavirus survivor and British Prime Minister has come to terms publicly with the reality Britain faces. This has been a disaster, right? Let's not mince our words. I mean, this has been an absolute nightmare for the country. The country's gone through a profound shock. The Prime Minister has been granted permission during the lockdown to be able to exercise in the Buckingham Palace Gardens and has explained one reason and he thinks Britain has suffered so terribly from the pandemic with more than 40,000 people killed by the virus. Compare, I'm afraid, this wonderful country of ours to other European countries. We are significantly fatter. The lockdown is expected to be eased here come the weekend, but some parts of England may face an extension to the restrictions with a new spike in Leicester, likely to mean pubs and cafes there will have to stay shut. 7 News U.S. correspondent Amelia Brace has been called before U.S. Congress in Washington, D.C. overnight. Brace described the moment she and cameraman Tim Myers were attacked by police while covering a protest outside the White House. Covering protests does carry unavoidable risks, but the media's role is essential. We don't just have a right to be there, we have an obligation. The protesters in question were dispersed by police. Later that evening, President Trump walked through the emptied streets to pose with a Bible in front of St John's Church. Brace was among several witnesses called to testify. We have some incredible pictures to show you now. This is the moment powerful winds stripped a patio cover clean off the ground in Mandra in WA. The storm also caused widespread damage in Hall's Head. This roof was torn from a home and ended up here in a neighbour's pool. All up, the SES responded to 160 calls for help across the state. 
There's a new poll out today scoring each state premier on their handling of the virus crisis. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews' support has nosedived. The news poll published in the Australian revealing a fall in voter trust. Despite criticism over Queensland's border closures, state leader Anastasia Palaszczuk's stocks have risen. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian and South Australian counterpart Stephen Marshall are also enjoying increased support, while WA Premier Mark McGowan remains one of the most popular state leaders. The debate over whether or not to wear a mask has exploded once again in the US. Although widely accepted around the world, the wearing of facial protection has become something of a political issue in America. It's even been the cause of violence. Paul Caddock has been following the story from our US Bureau and sent this report a short time ago. Good morning, Anne. As the number of COVID cases is surging here in the US, it seems the divide over wearing masks is only deepening. In Texas, here's how a shopper responded after being asked to wear a mask. I don't give a With calls today for Donald Trump to sign an order requiring masks to be worn in public and to set an example as states now suffering a COVID spike urge people to wear them. Let the president have the same sense and do that as an executive order. And then let the president lead by example and let the president put a mask on it. The White House press secretary defending his rights not to. It's the personal choice of any individual as to whether to wear a mask or not. He encourages people to make whatever decision is best for their safety. As some argue being forced to wear a mask is a blow against their freedom, others that they can't wear one because of medical issues, leading to confrontations like this in Los Angeles. All this certainly not helping health experts who are just trying to get the message across that wearing a mask does help stop the spread of COVID as more than 30 states now see cases on the rise, 14 states either pausing or rolling back their reopenings. And Thank you, Paul. Iran has issued a warrant for the arrest of US President Donald Trump. The commander-in-chief is wanted for the killing of Iran's top military general. The president is one of 36 people named in arrest warrants over the death of Qasem Soleimani, who was killed in a drone strike in Iraq in January. The US has dismissed the move as a political stunt. Television presenter Ryan Phelan has pleaded not guilty to domestic violence charges involving his partner. He appeared in a Sydney court this morning for the first time since allegations were made. His lawyer says Mr Phelan emphatically denies the accusations. People have gathered in Japan for a rare experience to see this flower. It's nicknamed the Queen of the Night and it only blooms one night per year. It's part of the cactus family and usually blooms for just a few hours after sunset, with its petals wilting by morning. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.